My name is Dominique Drew, and this is The Art of Attraction, the premier podcast to elevate your relationships, your life, and yourself. I'm your host, Dominique Drew, an intuitive, a spiritual guide, and a seasoned expert in men's relationship coaching. I've used the methods in this podcast to completely transform my own life and relationships, and now, high performers in every industry hire me to help them do the same. Here, you will learn how to solve the issues in your inner world which keep you from real fulfillment, deep intimacy, freedom, and authenticity. Welcome to the next stage of your evolution. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Art of Attraction with Dominique Drew. Welcome back. I have a fantastic show for you tonight. Very glad you could join me. Thank you so much for coming by. I appreciate it. Um, as a shout out for the future, I'm considering doing some of my episodes, um, having it be on Facebook Live while I'm recording. So you can look forward to that. I'll be starting that shortly, I think. Give you guys a little bit of a visual of what's going on in the studio at the uh, at the time of recording. So thanks very much for joining me. I appreciate it. Um, as always, if you want to get a hold of me, I am available to be called. You're welcome to call into the show anytime at 708-793-7769. Again, that's 708-793-7769. And I'll give you that number again as we go. I'm trying to get better about that so you guys can hear the number a few more times. Also, if you want to reach out to me on Twitter, you can reach me at Dominique Drew. That's D-O-M-I-N-E-Y-D-R-E-W. And I'm at I'm on Facebook at Dominique Drew Coaching and Instagram also at Dominique Drew. So I'm available on any of those, uh, any of those platforms. I don't always have those pulled up while I'm actually on air, but I usually have one or two of them, usually Facebook and Twitter. So you're welcome to reach out to me if you have questions or comments on anything that I'm saying. I'm always up into feedback. And also, I'm really here to answer your questions. So, you know, if you hear something on the show that interests you or that you took issue with or, you know, anything like that, you're really welcome to reach out and, uh, you know, explain your point to me. See see what's going on. Ask your question. <clears throat> this show is um, is really about helping you guys, you know, with with attraction, you know, attraction is really, uh, it is an art, um, you know, not so much being attractive. This is not physical attraction. This is about what you're actually attracting into your life. Um, yes, there's overlap there with physical attractiveness, but really, um, this is, this is really about, um, that deeper level of, of why you're getting what you're getting. Right. I was just speaking with a client earlier today, um, who, you know, is just, smart and he was sharp and he uh, knew what he was doing in the dating world. He was confident. He knew what to say. And for whatever reason, he was just not getting the results that he wanted. Right. So women would, um, were losing interest, were sort of falling off. It was, you know, he was getting ghosted, things like that. So, so, uh, you know, that can be really frustrating, especially when you're doing everything right. Right. So, you know, what he was saying was, you know, what are you, what are you going to help me with? And I'll talk about what I do in just a minute. Said, you know, 
what are you going to help me with? You can teach me how to, you know, what to say and, you know, how to dress and things like that. And I said, you don't have any problem with any of those things. You have no issue with that. You dress well. He had communicated that to me earlier. He was clearly confident on the phone. There's no problem if you're not, but he just didn't have those particular issues. So he was looking for, for a logical solution to problems that really were kind of existing on a different level for him. So this is really about the, uh, you know, the unconscious shit that we develop early in childhood and maintain through our life that then blocks us in adulthood. And um, so what I do is I help people find those blocks and release them. Honestly, that's sort of the, the simple version. Um, so a, a quick bit about me. Um, my name is Dominique Drew. I help single men attract life, life partners through personal and relationship coaching. Uh, I run an eight-week course, which I call The Art of Attraction, which um, takes guys all the way from being single and alone to teaching them how to find, you know, how to attract and create um, that, you know, memorable and, and substantial relationship with a woman they can really see themselves spending their life with. Okay. And I do that through step-by-step personal relationship coaching. And we take it all the way from whatever you're dealing with, whether it's, excuse me, whether it's, uh, you know, whether it's confidence issues, um, or even if you're, you're doing everything right and you have no idea what's wrong. You know, a lot of people who are single and lonely don't know why they're single, right? That is huge. So you work with me, you find out why you're single, okay? And, and that can really be extremely empowering because once you know, you can do something about it. So <clears throat> that's a little bit what we're going to talk about today. Today, I want to go over some self-sabotage. This is, really, um, this is really quite powerful because a lot of what I work with ends up being self-sabotage. Um, so we're, so we're going to go in that, uh, into that in just a few minutes. So, um, if you were here for, uh, our show last week, it was great. I had, um, I had a couple of guests come on the show who were experienced an open relationship and, um, they did an amazing job talking about how they got into it and recommending how to explore those types of relationships. We're going to be going into that a lot more as this show progresses because, Genuinely, relationships can look like a lot of different things, and healthy relationships can look like a lot of different things. And they're not always, um, you know, they're not always between a man and a woman, right? They're not always between one man and one woman, right? They're not always between, um, you know, they're not always monogamous. Um, and, and that's really, that's really great. You know, the, the art of it is really about, you know, when you find someone that you're compatible with, you know, even before that, deciding what it is that you're into. You know, I've gotten a section of my course that deals with um, ethical non-monogamy, right? Alternative relationship structures. And also about, you know, fetishes and lifestyle stuff and things like that. Because the numbers of people that are in it, it's funny. I was writing that section of my course and... Um, I, it was, I was writing about sexual deviance, right? Um, you know, sort of non, um, uh, non-traditional sexuality, (laughs) but the research that I've done on that particular topic, which is quite extensive, um, shows me that that, that, that that term's an actual misnomer. And I ended up putting that sentence in my course. I was like, this term is a misnomer. Don't, it doesn't mean anything because the numbers of people that are into these, um, 
these practices are, you know, huge, right? Um, people who have, you know, a foot fetish, for example. I mean, the numbers are massive. It's the most world's most popular fetish. So I included that in my course because, you know, monogamy may not work for a lot of people. And that's okay. And it also may work for you, and that may be what you want, and that's great. Okay. The point is having um having the choice. Okay. That's what it's really about. <clears throat> so anyway, we went into that um a bit last week, had a great episode, lots of information, and um and and, and learned a huge amount about that. So so the relationship structure is, is, is one thing, you know, before what I was just starting to say earlier <clears throat> is that before you even meet someone, have that conversation of, you know, are you interested in monogamy? Are you not? Is to do the self work, right? It all starts with self-examination because the fact of the matter is that if you don't know what you want, then you cannot communicate it to your partner, no matter how good of a communicator you are. Okay, so this work always starts with you. It's got to be brought back to you first. And I know that's not the fun part. And the fun part is really going out on dates and, you know, hooking up with people and having sex. <clears throat> and I'm a massive proponent. I also stutter sometimes. Apologies. Um, I'm a massive proponent of all of those things. That is great. Um, However, I'm really a big proponent of doing it consciously, okay? If you're just going out on the weekends and kind of fucking whatever you can find, I mean, look, if that makes you brilliantly happy, great. But I'd be amazed if that made you brilliantly happy, you know? Not because there's anything morally wrong with it or society doesn't, man, fuck that. That's not what it's about. It's about the fact that if you're doing it that, hap that haphazardly, then you're probably disconnected from yourself, okay? You're probably not you know, taking in the meaning of, you know, those experiences with those people. And so you're going to feel that. So, so self, so self-awareness is always kind of the first step. Okay. And this, you know, today I want to talk a little bit about self-sabotage and how to break your relationship patterns. Okay. Ultimately, that's, this is what this entire show is about, is about getting yourself off of autopilot. Okay out of that life by default state and really into um, what you want. And the only way to, to achieve that is to know what it is, right? Setting goals. You can't set goals until you know what you want. So if you're going to start a business and you don't really know what you want out of life, you're doing it backwards and you're going to have a really hard time. Okay. If you want to make a million dollars and you, you know, but you don't know why you will likely have a hard time. Okay. Um, so a lot of this is goal setting. You know, I've done this, this same work on, on many different topics in my life. Well, a few different topics in my life. Um, and one of them was careers. I worked with people who were struggling to find, you know, their, their purpose in life. And, um, what I did was the exact same process that I do now, helping people see how they're, um, you know, to helping people, you know, attract a, a mate. Okay. Because the process is the same. The fact of the matter is there's something going on subconsciously 
that is holding you back from what you want. Okay. That's what I said to my client this afternoon. He said, well, you know, okay, so, um, you know, how are you going <clears> to, <throat> you know, what are you going to teach me? Basically, like, how do I know that you can, that you can get me there? And I said, sure, no problem. He said, are you, that's when he said, you know, are you going to teach me language and how to dress and things like that? And I said, absolutely not. <laughs> he was asking because he lives in Chicago and my business is online. So I work with people all over the world. Right, I have clients in Canada, Australia, and Ireland, and United Kingdom, and everywhere. And um, the reason that I I can do that is I don't need to see you. He goes, I don't understand how you can teach me how to date when you know you're not seeing my responses. You're not seeing you know, how I'm how I'm doing it. And I said, you're not. There's nothing wrong with how you're dating. Nobody needs help dating, really. Sometimes people will need a little tweaking. I'm like, okay reading some signals and, you know, a few sort of like, you know, things to keep in mind when you're trying to make conversation and things like that. But oftentimes it's really about, um, you know, what you're carrying around subconsciously, right? Like you could do everything right. That's what I told this guy. You're already doing everything right. You don't need help from me. You need help from me on the unconscious world that's going on that's, um, that's, that's holding you back. Okay, you don't know why you're held back. They're held back. So this is self-sabotage. Okay. And it's trickier than that. Self-sabotage is already tricky, right? First of all, because we like to blame everything else around us rather than ourselves. Right? I hope everybody's raising their hand, but that's happening. Um, we love to blame the world. We love to blame women out there. We love to blame men out there. We like to um you know, a modern world or Tinder and the, the dating, you know, the dating environment or online dating apps. I mean, take your damn pick. Fact of the matter is, it works for other people. So why isn't it working for you? Right? Self-sabotage. All right, so let's dive right in. So self-sabotage, how to break your relationship patterns. Let's talk for a minute, starting out, about why this is important. Okay, first of all, if, that should be obvious. <laughs> How, why you need to break your relationship patterns should be obvious, but here it is if it's not. If you don't recognize and break your patterns, your behavioral patterns in life, then you will repeatedly attract different versions of the same relationship for the rest of your life. Okay, let me say that again. If you don't recognize and break your patterns, you will repeatedly attract different versions of the same relationship ad nauseum for the rest of your life. I had a call the other day with a, a client who's in his 70s. His patterns have been going that long. Okay, so this will continue to go on forever. Okay, so if you don't realize what you're doing, you're just going to keep doing it. So this is about getting out of that. If you are ready to change it, if you are fine with how things are, you can hear yourself. Really. If you don't feel that your life has anything to do with you, or there's nothing beyond the, the physical world and psychology as a pseudoscience, you can turn this off. Because the fact of the matter is, 
But until you decide that you are ready to change and you are willing to take responsibility for your life in order to achieve that, you're not, nothing's going to change. Right? If you keep doing what you're doing now, you genuinely think that you'll get different results. Because you will not. Okay? If you continue the same behaviors, they will just... It's, uh, well, there's too much momentum, right? You'll just keep going. So breaking, you know, break, breaking, breaking behavioral patterns is really the key to ongoing happiness. It really is. Okay, getting out of your shit. And yeah, that takes a little bit of work. You know what? And it takes being a little bit brave. And it takes facing your own shit, which a lot of people don't want to do. So props for even listening this far and, you know, being willing to own your shit. Or be being so um, being so over um, being so over. What am I trying to say here? Um, you're you're getting the same shit you've always gotten. In other words, your problem gets so bad that you just can't fucking deal with it anymore, and you're like, whatever, I'll do whatever it takes. Props for getting to that point too. Either way, if you're ready to change around your shit and have a better life, then this is how you get there. Okay. So breaking behavioral patterns, huge. So what are patterns? Okay. I'm using the word pattern. It just means any kind of repeated behavior. All right. Patterns just works for me. Um, feel free to, you know, replace that with other word if that confuses you or something like that. Um, so let's talk about what they actually are. There are a couple of different elements to um, emotional behavioral patterns. Those are two halves of the same coin, by the way. Um, emotional behavioral in this in this example. Um, so part of it is 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 evolutionary. Okay, the <clears throat> our brain it, every every creature evolves to be um, efficient, right? Um, to survive and to and to to breed. Right. So so what what we've got now is this incredibly um, evolved machine. OK, our, our physical bodies and our brain, which is just spectacular. And the way that we end up evolving to be efficient is by um, protecting ourselves. OK, if we don't protect ourselves, then we die and we don't pass on our genes and evolution doesn't happen. Right. OK, so we're clear on that. So. So the brain's. You know, in a lot of ways, the brain's main job is to keep us safe. Not in every way, but in a lot of ways, okay? And a lot of the way it does that is by avoiding the unknown, okay? So back in the day um, when, you know, when, you know, it's been millions of years and we're living in caves and, um, and shit like that, you know, if, if we didn't know what was behind a big, scary rock that has a deep shadow in it, we probably weren't going to go in. Because if we did, that person probably would not pass on their genes. Because, you know, there's a saber-toothed tiger in there or some shit. Okay? So by protecting ourselves from the unknown, we, we save a lot of, um, you know, a lot of killing and death. <laughs> For lack of a better term. You know what I mean. Okay. So... So it's protecting us from, from the unknown, okay? Um, 
And then we put ourselves sort of in this modern world, okay, where a lot of things are unknown, right? A man walks up to a woman, there's a lot of unknowns in his mind, okay? So he kind of sometimes starts freaking out, guys. You know, you kind of freak out just a little bit because women are like, you know, kind of intimidating. They don't make a whole lot of sense. And, you know, that can be, that can be scary. So then you go into, you know, kind of survival mode or you get defensive or you protect yourself in whatever way. Okay, we'll come back to that. So let's talk about the psychological level. So, so physically we're, we're made to, to protect from the, from the unknown in lots of ways. So <clears throat> on a psychological level, here's what happens. At a very young age, we will have certain experiences which um, we experience as a kind of a trauma, okay? And I use that word, and that word sounds um, a little bit harsh. Uh, a trauma for a child is not necessarily... Um, you know, an abusive parent or neglect or abandonment. Although if you experience those things, those could very well lead to, um, to woundings, to traumas. Okay. But what an actual, what a psychological trauma is, is um, a energetic trauma really, because this, this really happens on an energetic level, um, is that a child uh, will perceive its life as threatened. Okay. And it will then react. Okay. And, you know, again, you could, this happens to every single person on the planet. So whether or not you had a perfect childhood is, is really irrelevant and you don't need to blame your parents. There's, there's no avoiding it. This is just how uh, um, the evolution of the, of the human spirit <coughs> works. <coughs> Excuse me. So, um, so I think I've, I've used this example before and I'll just go over it briefly again, which is that um, an example of a trauma that does not come from, you know, abuse, neglect, or abandonment um, is, you know, mom and dad are are over there, the crib, and the baby's sitting there, and he's looking up at mom and dad, and uh, everything's fine. They give you know, mom and dad are cooing, all those ridiculous noises that people make at babies, and um, baby's loving it, right? Everything is great. Okay, fine. So, and baby is, is untraumatized at this point, right? And then the phone rings and dad goes to get the phone. And then mom's still there cooing over baby and baby feels connected and happy and safe. It's great. And then dad comes back in the room and says to mother, honey, your sister's been in a car accident. Mother feels fear and leaves. Okay. And they go deal with the situation together. Baby is not threatened in any way. Right? That baby is extremely safe. It's in a home in the burbs and nothing bad's gonna happen to it. But if we look at what just happened from that baby's perspective, everything was fine, right? Loved and taken care of and you know, safe and everything was great. And then, you know, mother's field switched into fear, which babies can feel very, very clearly, right? Again, survival, they have to know if if mom's not doing okay. And, um, and then she leaves. So from that baby's perspective, it could see that as, oh my God, this is the end. Okay. Because that baby doesn't know that its mother is coming back. And this happens in an instant. Okay. So even if she's back 10 minutes later, it doesn't matter. Okay. Because what happens inside that baby's system is it goes, oh my God, you know, people are going to leave me. 
Okay. And it, and it, it formulates a conclusion about the world. So children generalize their experience to the entire world. So if I have X experience, that must mean X is always right. A lot of adults do this too, but mostly children. <laughs> um, and the child um, will then, will then lay its, its assumption about the world, its conclusion, quote unquote, about the world over the entire globe. Okay. Because it, it thinks this is how the world is. And it, it really decides that this is how the world is. And so to protect itself, let's say people always leave me, that decision, so that decision will vary. Okay. What that child decides in that moment will depend on the child. It could be people always leave me. It could be I'm unlovable. It could be I'm not enough. Could be women can't be trusted. Do men can't be trusted. It could be, you know, it's 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 really it's really up to that child. Okay, and there's a lot of factors that, that go into whether or not that is that moment we are going back in. So so in that moment, a decision is made about the world. So let's say it's um, that it's people are leaving. Okay. And so, so that child has decided that people will leave, okay? And really it's a decision about himself. It'll, it'll, that would really be a, a resulting belief from I'm, I'm not enough for people to stay, right? Something wrong with me, okay? Um, so I should just go with that one. I'm not enough is actually probably one of the most popular underlying beliefs that people carry in life. So then even though that mother comes back 10, months, 10, 10 minutes later, that child has already decided that it's not enough and it has to protect itself. Okay, if it's not enough to be loved, is sort of a parenthetical after part of that sentence. If I'm not enough, then I have to make sure that I'm a lot all the time. Right? Okay, I could overcompensate, and then that child would grow up having a huge, big, boisterous personality and making sure everybody loves them all the time. Okay, it would probably be exhausting or maybe obnoxious or whatever because that that I will make you love me is based in fear. Okay, so they may have like a really big personality that everyone's just like, oh God. And then you know what will happen? People will leave. <laughs> we prove ourselves right no matter what. So if that baby decides people will leave me, I'm not enough so people will leave or any of the sort of combinations of those of those statements, you know? I'm not enough if I if I'm not um, you know, if I'm not perfect, then no one will love me. So they spend their life trying to be perfect, and then they're so focused on trying to be perfect that it makes it very difficult for people to love them. So you see how the initial um, decision um, will will prove itself right. Okay, if if at, at, at infancy you decide that you're not enough and you continue to, to believe that, then 40 years later, you're so convinced that you're not enough that you never show people who you are. Okay, you're, you're so afraid of being right about yourself, really, that you never even put yourself out there and then people don't think you're enough. Or maybe, you know, if you're, you're not enough um, and so you force yourself to be enough, 
and then overdo it and you push people away. Okay. But all you know is that people will always leave you and you don't know why. Right. And that could look like anything that could look like every relationship I've had has cheated on me. Right. It could be, um, you know, I, I, I'm confident and I date well, and then I, I meet people that I like and we get together, but then they never stay. Or it never lasts. And now I'm 60 and still single. Okay. So this can be very, very powerful and very, very deep. And, are you, and <clears throat> it's important to sort of see how all of these are related. These unconscious beliefs that we make in childhood, obviously, we never know that we make them, right? I mean, that baby in the crib, like, it doesn't, you know, it, it's not, you know, a year later, it's not going to be like, oh, I remember that time in the crib. Yeah, that sucked. I thought she was never coming back. I got real bitchy for a minute there. You know, it's not, it, it's not trying to get, you know, it's it's not it's not aware of of any of this, okay? But it's really really important because on a subconscious level, it knows this to be true. It's decided that this is true, and so it is. Okay, you need to understand about yourself that you are a very powerful being. Okay, you're not just a human. You need to know that in order to really evolve and to kind of really master this sort of human experience, you need to know this is not all of who you are. Chances are you probably already suspect that or something might be resonating about what I'm saying. But if you think that you're just a human, then you can still do really well in life, you know? Well, you can make a lot of money in life, <laughs> but there'll be a level that you just won't be able to get past. You'll never, you know, there's a way in which there, there, that, that will limit you because it's not accurate, right? You're not just a physical being. Okay. You have, you know, thoughts and emotions and consciousness and other things that science hasn't quite figured out yet. Okay? Science has no idea what consciousness is or where it's located. So, <clears throat> but, but we've established it's there. We just don't have the tools to measure it yet. Okay? This is how, how science works, which I could go into for about another hour, but I won't. You're welcome. Um, okay. So, so, again, so this is how this works. So, you have these, these decisions that are made early in childhood and they kind of haunt you for the rest of your life. So we start with the pattern and we work our way backwards. Okay. These, the decisions are, which are, are, are what in adulthood become patterns, become relationship patterns. Okay. Those, those beliefs, okay? those unconscious beliefs. I'll also just say here that your subconscious mind is a lot more powerful than your conscious mind. Okay. Partially because that whole evolutionary thing, um, your, your unconscious mind is deeper in your system. Okay. And it trumps the conscious all the time. 
So if you really, really, really want something, but your subconscious, like subconsciously, you're like, Mm-mm, then you flat out, without exception, will never achieve it. Period. Okay. Your subconscious is very strong. It also operates a little bit differently from the conscious mind. I was going to go into this a little bit later in the episode, but I'll talk a little bit about it now. Um, the subconscious uh, is like the, um, is similar to like dreams, okay? And it, uh, it operates on, rather than being literal, okay? Like if you think about a bench, then you can picture a bench, you can visualize it, and you can hear the word bench, and you can sort of know what that means in your head. Um, if you, you know, if, if on the subconscious level, you're like bench, um, it may represent something. Okay. Um, the, uh, the bench could be like a oh, place to like sit, like it just means like something sort of warm and nurturing and a place to like rest after like a long walk. Like you could, you could experience all of that in one instant, right? And it's like, ah, oh, like in the bench, it's like much more than a bench. So or the bench could symbolize stability or rest or um, fun because you had those in the park when you were a kid, like whatever. But but a lot of it, it's not so literal as the as the conscious mind, right? It's it's symbolic. So it's important when you're up when you're looking to find these patterns that you're um, that that you know that it may not look like sort of um, you know black and white. Um, structured type of you know like um like tetris right it may be sort of uh, unclear or vague or dreamlike or it may feel like you're making shit up and that's okay that's just how it feels okay so so that's what that's what patterns are and how they form okay um they can also be called blocks um people use that kind of term the reason is because they they do kind of block you. Um, their purpose is to keep you safe. Okay, so we talked about how the brain keeps can't tell the sound. Sorry, this thing is my cord is is going over my um, seat cushion here. Anyway, hopefully you're not hearing that. Um, so. The um, so the brain's trying to keep you safe, right? And these do this, these do the exact same thing, okay? Like if, pe- if people are gonna leave you as a child, then you need to have defenses in place to make sure that they never do. Because if they leave you, then that's your survival, okay? So when you have that sort of realization, oh my god, people leave me, then boom, the defenses set in. Okay, well I need to make sure that never happens. Okay, now that can look like a couple of different things we were talking about a little bit earlier. That could look like that could look like um, that could look like uh, overcompensating and making sure that people love you all the time, working too hard with desperation. It could look like um, totally um, like being totally aloof protect yourself from being hurt right well then i won't care i'm so afraid of being hurt but i won't care about anything okay the decision is i won't get hurt again 
So how you won't get hurt again is up to you. Um, uh, shutting down emotions is a popular one. Okay. Hope you fucking care. You're just human. Everybody cares. Okay? But you've decided not to. It's a person. Can't argue that. But it does. Okay? Um, so, so we make these decisions and then these defenses get put into place. And these defenses are what end up being called loss. Um, one of the reasons they're called loss is because this actually does the the concepts that I'm describing here actually end up manifesting themselves on a physical level as well. Okay. Um, the work that I've done has been a couple of different schools. One is the Bob Brennan School of Healing, which is an intensive four-year energy healing school. Uh, and another is called Pathwork, which is uh, another intensive um, uh, four- or five-year school. And <clears throat> I've done both. And Pathwork was... Um, was started by a woman named Eva Paracas and her husband, John Paracas, who did something called core energetics. And John Paracas' work is very interesting. He would literally start his sessions out with people by having them strip down to their underwear and walk around his office. Okay? Because what would happen is, what he realized is that when these traumas happen at a young age, you, um, you make this decision and then your physical body actually grows around your decision in a way, okay? The way you believe the world is shows in your body, okay? So, and I'm a great example of this because my physical body now is very, very, very different than my physical body was when I began that pathway program. Very different, okay? Because I shifted my myself a lot on a lot of levels. Okay, so if you so the reason he would have people strip down their underwear and walk is because is, is to see where they're holding blocks in their body. Okay, because where the blocks are is where the beliefs are. Okay, when you shift the belief, your physical body changes. It's absolutely true. It's absolutely true. You get healthier and you get, um, you know, as well as getting happier. Okay. So it's really, it's really sort of fascinating thing. So there's a physical element to this as well. So, um, oh, right. So blocks. So that's one reason why they're, they're sort of called blocks and, and they do really uh, affect the physical. Um, so the blocks, you know, they, you carry them for your for your entire life, or until you become aware of them, or you you let them go, um, and they're there to serve you to, to protect you from perceived danger, right? Well, nobody will ever leave me again because I'm going to hold my breath for the rest of my life, and then that will protect me. You know, or I'll push everyone away first so they can never leave me. But the problem is that the danger is not real. The danger that they're protecting you from, that these unconscious beliefs are protecting you from, is unreal. That baby was fine in the crib. Okay? He didn't think that. But he was. Okay? So we, so we draw these conclusions. And these are all made, I think, really pretty much entirely before about seven years of age. 
um, they, 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 you know, these, these traumas happen quite young. So, um, so your, you know, your, your child, it looks like something bad's happening. You protect yourself. It's just it's sort of the natural way. Okay. But here we are in adulthood. Okay. And everyone's leaving you and you're miserable because you want an ongoing relationship or you want to be happy or you want to be able to, you know, share your life with someone or just be single and happy. I'm not like more pro relationship than, than being single. That's just the field I work in. Okay. So, so let's talk about how to um, recognize these patterns. Okay. Recognizing the pattern and eliminating the pattern are the same step. Okay. Because all we're really doing is, is making you aware of what's happening. Once you're aware of it, if you want to continue, that's great. And if you don't want to continue, that's fine. Okay. If you get to the point where you're like, oh yeah, I see that I have this underlying belief that, um, makes me, um, you know, that the people always leave me. And so I'm deciding to, I'm deciding to, um, push everyone away, um, before they leave me because I know that they will. Um, and so I see that I'm happening and I see that I'm pushing away, you know, I'm getting worse and worse in relationships until the, you know, to force the woman to leave me or whatever. Um, and I see that I'm doing all that and you know what, I, that's actually working for me. I'm going to keep going. Okay, great. Good for you. This isn't about being any certain way. Okay. This isn't about, um, fixing you. You're not broken. You just want to get what you want to get. You're not getting it. I can help you do that. That's it. Okay. So, so the process of figuring out what these, these are and in, you know, eliminating them is the same step because once you're aware of it, you probably want to get rid of it. Like usually that's enough. Once you become aware of it, once you know what you're doing, it's pushing people away. Wouldn't you like to know what it is that you're doing that pushes people away. You could still do it if you wanted, but wouldn't you like to have the option instead of just having people leave? I certainly would. So, so the first step to, to these, to finding these blocks, these patterns is to look for them. Okay. I'm going to recommend starting this the way I recommend starting everything, which is go into a quiet place by yourself close your eyes and take a deep breath and do that like 10 more times. The reason why I recommend that is because we could talk about, you know, the patterns and, and what you're, um, you know, what you've been experiencing and what that might mean, but we're just like bouncing ideas off each other. Okay. I remember we talked earlier about how there are more levels to you than just the physical. There's certainly more levels to you than just the mental, right? So ideas are great. But chances are you're probably pretty smart. And if you're probably if you're pretty smart, then if it's for an, an ideas type of, of problem, you probably would have found a solution already. Okay? But it's not an idea type of problem. So the problem's not on the mental level. It's a little bit deeper than that. So, so when you when you go somewhere by yourself, you sit quietly, you close your eyes, and you breathe. 
what happens is we start to slow your system down. Okay? The mind can go extremely fast. I'm sure you're familiar with this. It's very common, especially in today's world. So when it's doing that, you can't see anything. Right? You can't recognize anything because it's going by too fast. Right? You're smart. You would have found it already. Okay? So go in, so, so find some space and slow your system down. Let things just slow way down. As things slow down, more will come up to the surface because it's not being sort of bowlers over. Okay? So, so, so slow down, okay? And, and take a breath. Now, the other reason to do this is that we want to start tuning into your body. Okay. A lot of people are pretty disconnected from their body. And you know, if you're using like yoga or meditator, and those are like specifically designed to connect you more with your body so that you're more present. Also helps you have better sex. FYI. Turns out that if you're present and you feel more, then you feel more pleasure. Okay? If you're tuned out and you're rushing to the end or you're anything like that, then yeah, you know, that's that's where that kind of starts to break down. Okay. So, so we're going to start learning to check into your body. Okay. Um, setting space and breathing first, even if you're more of a thinking type, so especially if you're a thinking type, is really important because you're more disconnected from your body. Okay. So we're trying to slow the body and mind down to really listen to what's there. Right. So there you are. So you're sitting there, relaxing, breathing. And we're going to come back to the body thing in just a minute. I want you to choose the most frustrating experience that happens in your life. Okay? So whatever pattern that this is for you, you may not know exactly what it is, or you may want to take a little time to find out. But it, it will be something that will be very simple. Okay, I remember these were formed in childhood. So the crux of the matter will be very simple. It might just be like, I don't know, because I had one woman cheat on me and one woman, um, you know, fall in love with someone else and one woman um, said I was great, but she wasn't good enough for, you know, whatever nonsense. Um, and, and, Look for the kind of the common denominator. So all those women left, right? You know, or maybe they stay and you get bored. Um, well, maybe the same thing will be like you know with jobs. Um, remember, this is a lot of this is happening in the symbolic area. Okay, this is another reason why we're slowing down and breathing because the mind can become very analytical and. Um, and that squashes things sometimes when you're trying to be in kind of a wider realm than just thought, um, trying to analyze it or fit it into thoughts can really limit it. Okay. So, um, if that makes sense, we'll really sort of, in other words, keep an open mind. Okay. It might not look the way you think it is, but you know, let yourself be open to being surprised. Okay. And then 
as you have that, let's say, you know, women always lose interest in me eventually or whatever. Let that thought just sit there. Okay, feel the feelings that go with that. Is there, any, is there any pain associated with that? If not, do you notice that you're not feeling anything or you know? Notice what happens in your body as you think back over these past relationships. Feel the feelings. Look around in other areas of your life where this happens. Okay, like do all women leave you? Right? Check your mother. A lot of this comes down to parents. It really does. Now, that could be that your that your mother, um, you know, left you. Remember, this is symbolic, so she could have physically left, or she could have kind of emotionally checked out at some point when in your childhood. You know, maybe a divorce happened and she really couldn't cope. So... So a lot of this, a lot of this does come down to the parents. Now it could be in line, like, you know, <clears throat> women always leave me now, and yes, my mother left me at a young age. Or it could be in, in reaction to. So it's possible that, you know, let's say your mother left at a young age, um, and now you cling to women. You know, rather than push them away or be aloof, you're the opposite. You must have a woman in your life. Must. It's like part of your identity. And so you're dependent on that. So you see how that's, you know, you may not always want to be in a relationship, but you don't even have the chance to think about whether or not you do because your system is insisting that you have a woman around at all times to make sure that what happened when you were a kid never happens again. Does this happen only in romantic areas of life? Really examine it, you know, be brutally honest with yourself. What is the pattern exactly? Okay, we talked about um, breaking up uh, a couple of episodes ago. Be brutally honest. What could you have done? What could you have done differently? You know, write this down. You don't have to give it, show it to anyone. This is your relationship with yourself. And this is the place to start. Okay, your relationship with yourself is not in order. You can't have a relationship with someone else. You don't have the capacity to connect in that way because you're disconnected from yourself, right? So, so, so again, this can be this can be symbolic. So keep an open mind. Okay, um, leaving may not necessarily mean physically leaving. It can mean emotionally. It can mean energetically. Okay. And don't panic. This is really, it's really just about, to rephrase the entire exercise I just gave you, sit down, relax, and let yourself get curious. Okay? That's all that needs to happen. Let yourself be curious without any pressure. You don't know what's going on. That's okay. You don't need to. Okay? All you know is that something's hurting. Right? And sorry, I'm pausing because this is getting my cord again. Um, so, so, you know, don't, don't panic. This is just about learning about yourself. Let it be fun if you can. Okay, let yourself relax, open up, 
take a look at your life. If you were objectively looking at your life, what would it be like? Right? What would you think of it? What if somebody else were looking at your life? What would they think of it? Okay. Look for patterns. Look for patterns and then assume they mean something and assume you don't know what it is. Okay. Look for a pattern in your parents' behavior. Look for a mirroring in your own relationships of your parents' relationships. In other words, is, is, there, is there a similarity in your relationship with your parents' relationships with each other? Okay. Um, it may be similar or maybe the opposite. Is there anything that's opposite in your relationships um, from what your parents did? Okay, because remember, you can be in reaction too. Something can happen, you can be like, oh my God, I'm never going to let that happen again. I'm going to make sure. Da, 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 da. Or you can be like, fuck that. I'm never doing that ever again. I'm going to make sure that never happens in a totally opposite way. Okay. If you get left in childhood, you can cling to people or you can leave before they do. Both are responses to, um, to that one you know, stimulus. Okay. Um, look for the patterns in your past relationships. And go beyond that. Look for it in friendships. You know, jobs. Um, you know, see if you can find it. And, and as you're doing this, you know, pay attention to your body. Okay? The reason for this is because something or another will, what we call, resonate with you. Okay? And that's a very important thing. So what's resonating? Resonating is when um, you kind of, you know something is true, okay? I can sit there and listen to somebody talk and they can talk for 10 minutes and then one thing they will say and I'll go, oh, wow, that lights me up. And I'll feel something in my body. My body will respond in some way, okay? Um, I'm very passionate about the environment, for example, okay? Um, so, you know, recycling and, you know, protecting oceans and air and mountains. I'm, I'm a nature person. So I like, you know, that, that, that's sort of my cause, so to speak. So if a person is talking about, you know, nonprofits in the world and is going through, I don't know, you know, all the different causes you could run for cancer or for, um, you know, mesothelium or you know, diabetes or um, world hunger or building towns in you know, Chechnya or, you know, whatever your sort of, your cause is, and I'll listen to all those and I'll go, oh, yeah, those are all important causes. And then someone will say, um, well, you know, you clean up a river. And I'll go, oh, my God, me, right here, right here. That's that's what I want to do. So my body will actually respond. I will light up when someone talks about, you know, how how much cleaner the rivers are. I don't know if anybody actually says that. But, um. But, but, that's, but that's the one that resonates with me, right? So it's almost, it's like you ring a bell, but you can feel it inside, okay? And if you stay with this, this is actually very important. Resonating um, is your body speaking to you, okay? It's actually your, your 
and a spirit speaking to you through your body. Your body is a direct conduit with what you need to be doing in life. So if you ever need guidance, look to your body, period. Okay? It will tell you absolutely what you need to do and what you don't need to do. Okay? So let's say you've got a difficult decision coming up. You're like, all right, should I move to Cincinnati and be a banker? Or should I move to Aruba and be a dive instructor? Okay? Whatever. So the benefits to both things, you get some freedom in Aruba, but you get more money in Cincinnati and, you know, you like the sun in Aruba, but you like that your friend is in Cincinnati, you know, whatever, you've got your sort of pros and cons list. If you sit with it, just sit the way I told you, close your eyes, be alone, be quiet, let yourself take a few slow, deep breaths. And decide you're moving to Aruba in that moment, just decide and see how your body responds. Okay. And then decide you're moving to Cincinnati and see how your body responds. And nine times out of 10, you will have a clear answer by the end of that. And just so you know, the thing that you're tapping into, like where you're getting answers from, quote unquote, is, is really you. Okay. This can, <laughs> this can, if you interpret this correctly, you can never be led wrong. This will never lead you wrong. Okay. So, um, so that's a really good exercise. So checking in with your body here, you know, what is it that resonates? Like, well, women always leave me and I know mom left, but that just doesn't like, I don't know, something just doesn't quite feel right about that. Okay. Well, so start looking around. Okay. So let's look at the other parent. Well, dad, you know, dad was never really around after mom's dog. And then, oh, I feel something in my feel something in my body. I felt a reaction to that. Oh, okay. So then explore that. See what I mean? So it's really about um, looking at what, at, at what your body responds to. And that's a really great uh, measure of guidance. Okay. So you can use that for tough decisions. You can use that to find your patterns and then find your patterns. And then when you do, be like, oh yeah, I see. I've been pushing away women because I'm afraid that they'll leave me. Okay. Well, now you know. So then the next step is to just, you know, take, take, take the steps. Once you know, you will already act differently. Okay. Once you know, um, you know, how you're pushing women away, you know, or even once you know that you're pushing away, then you go, hmm, I wonder if I'm, you know, I'm on a Tinder date for the first time. We're getting coffee and she seems less interested in me than she did 10 minutes ago. I wonder what just happened. And then you'll think, I wonder if I'm pushing her away. And you see what it, see what it means? So once it's already in your awareness, boom. That is it. That is absolutely it. Okay. So that's it. That is the secret to getting out of your self-sabotage. Find your patterns, become aware of them, see, you know, see where they came from and boom, you're there. That is really, it does not need to be more complicated than that. This is what I do all day long. Okay. It's absolutely fantastic. So remember your patterns are there for very, very good reasons. You started them when you were very young. So be gentle with yourself through this process, you know? And really let yourself, um, really let yourself explore. Keep it light. Keep it curious. Explore yourself. This is a fun planet to be on. We might as well enjoy ourselves. All right. I hope that was extremely useful for you. Go find your patterns. Do your thing. Um, this is going to be uh, a, a really big shift for you, I think. And um, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out. Send me a note, and um, we'll go ahead and. 
and get things straightened out for you. All right. Have a fantastic week, guys. We'll see you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining me for this episode of The Art of Attraction. This is Domini Drew signing off and reminding you that if you love this podcast, please hit that subscribe button, rate us five stars, and most importantly, share this episode with someone you know needs to hear it. See you next time.